welcome to another episode of Pillow Talk with Kenzie and Spencer. Wow, Kenz, it's been a while, you know, a whole week, and uh, yeah, it's sad that nothing much has really happened. I think we're the same. Pretty much. Which <laughs> isn't really bad, but <laughs> I guess you're 30 weeks pregnant. Things are literally changing inside of your body every day. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, only 10 weeks left. Only 10 weeks left. Can't believe it. Yeah. What would you say has been the hardest part of pregnancy, though? Oh my gosh, where to begin? There's not (laughs) even just one thing. All right. Unless you just consider, like, being pregnant, being really, a really hard part of being (laughs) pregnant. Well. Like, at first it was the nausea, not being able to eat anything, and, like, just constantly feeling like just sick and that I was going to throw up at any moment Mm -hmm. and then the second trimester was pretty good but there was still like moments when I would get nauseous Mm -hmm. but now that we're in third trimester territory I'm tired all the time like by the time we get in bed I'm pooped (laughs) I'm so tired this is gonna fall that's okay Um, and then there's the whole, like, you get huge. (laughs) It's not comfortable. I can't sleep. It doesn't look comfy. You gotta pee all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's something moving around inside of you. That doesn't bother me yet. I've Mm. heard it gets worse when, when they get bigger. But he's pretty big. Yeah? Yeah, I think he's like three pounds or something. I don't remember. Wow. Three pounder. I know, and he's supposed to gain like half a pound every week until... (laughs) Delivery? Yeah. Well, I'm excited. I thought you said something kind of funny today that you aren't ready to share him yet and you just want him to be your little buddy for as long as possible. Even though pregnancy does suck. It really does, but... It is really cool that right now, for the most part, except for when you, like, come and hang out with him. Mm-hmm. But really, like, he just goes everywhere with me. Yeah. And he is my little buddy. <laughs> well, I can't wait for him to be our little buddy. <laughs> eh, but <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> I'm not ready to share. So selfish. No. <laughs> you are so selfish to be pregnant in this relationship. But anyway, literally the person growing our family. So <laughs> I want to talk maybe a little about that. Because oh. your degree is specifically organizational communication, which an organization could be, you know, a major company, could just be a group of friends, and of course it could be a family unit. Okay. So I want to just kind of get maybe more insights from you and things that hopefully you remember from college. Hmm. Um, pregnancy brain, I don't think is... I don't uh, remember much, to be Helping anything yeah. with that, yeah. But I thought, um, like, just with our situation right now, I feel like a lot of couples struggle to know when to start a family. And I feel like we definitely knew that we wanted this, and now that 30 weeks have gone by and things have be- are becoming more real, it's a lot more scary too and I still want it but like there are times where I do get really scared that we aren't going to be good parents or that 
things are going to change so much, and you know how I deal with change. It's not great. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I was just wondering, Ken's, like, when did you really feel or know that, like, you wanted to start a family now? Well, I actually felt really impressed to start our family man it was like 10 months after we got married because it was October conference like that year we got married mm-hmm. and um yeah I felt really strongly then that it needed to happen but mm, again I'm selfish and I wasn't ready to give up, like, us, mm-hmm. you know, adding, like, a new, I guess, person into the mix. Yeah. Um, really shakes things up, and I wasn't ready to do that. I'm still a little nervous about that, because our dynamic is going to change, and I, I don't want that. Like, I really mm-hmm. love us. So, that's really scary. Um, and I just don't think that, I don't know, we probably could have made it work back then if we had a kid back then, but I just didn't really, I don't know, I didn't really want it at that time, because you were still in school, Mm -hmm. I was working full time, plus like a side job, Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like, like too much, um... But that just shows my lack of faith. (laughs) Um, And I don't know that we, like, talked about it a ton back then. No, we really didn't. But um, then the following January, right? Mm -hmm. So we, like, last January. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is TMI for our listeners. Sorry, guys. But I was feeling really psychotic on the birth control I was taking. So I just stopped taking it and kind of had this mentality of, like, if we get pregnant, that's fine. Like, at that point, you would have been out of school by the time our kid got here. And, (laughs) like, I would have just... I would have felt a lot better about that. Um, So, yeah. But it wasn't until the end of last year... The, like, December, November, December 2019-ish, that I felt like we needed to have a kid this year. Yeah. And we barely made the cutoff. (laughs) We barely made the cutoff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I know that was, like, a long way of saying how I, I, and I don't even know how I knew or felt or whatever that that's what it needed to be, but I just felt like this was going to be a really good year to have a kid for us. Yeah. And I, for me, I kind of felt the same way. Like, there's not one particular moment that I felt like now is the time that we need to start our family. Like, I don't think I really had any kind of overwhelming feeling about it. But as we did talk about it and talked about the possibility of starting a family and what we were supposed to do, a lot of it just felt right. Like, when we were having conversations... It didn't, like I said, it wasn't anything overwhelming, but it just felt like, yeah, that's like the right thing that we're supposed to be doing now. 
Yeah. The, I know all last summer with the struggle for the job search that we kind of talked about, I think, in our last episode and whatnot, that I was really scared, and I still am really scared that I'm not going to be a good provider. I go through that all the time, and I think that's kind of the big thing that was stopping me from wanting to do this because I think I've always wanted a family deep down. Like, that's <laughs> something that I've always wanted to have. Yeah. And, like, I've always wanted to be a father, and sometimes I do think it's really awkward for me to, like, be a dad. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, like, just really firm in believing that things do work out for the best, um, even though it takes me a while to get there a lot, and I always do fall into some despair. But I think I always am optimistic that things do work out for the best. And then, yeah, just talking about it with you probably well frequently yeah I think that it just kind of yeah started to feel more right and right every single time and then I was really comfortable with it and I'm still scared like I said and I know that things really are going to change but I also just feel like in the end we could have been married you know 17 years and then had a kid (laughs) well maybe not I don't know if that would have been scientifically possible at that no. point. But, I mean, we could have waited for a long, a longer time, but I don't know if anything would have been more ready, less ready, whatever. It just felt right that, like, we weren't just supposed to stick in the same loop that we were all the time and that there was something more out there. Not that our loop was bad, like... Our loop has been great. Yeah. And I think that with the kid, even though things are changing and it's going to be difficult for sure, and I think full of ups and downs, I just feel really optimistic that, like, it really will be for the better, that I don't think this is something we're really ever going to regret having or bringing into the world, even though it is a really scary place. But, so I guess, just one more question for me. I don't know if you'll have one after. Oh. But what would you say is the biggest thing that you want our son to learn or to be? Um, I don't know. I think about that a lot. Like, what do I want to focus on in parenting? Um, just to make sure that, like, he, I don't know, he grows up to be a certain way. But I think ultimately I just want him to be kind. Like, I just want him to be a good person Um, it really scares me having a boy because I know one day he's going to have to be, like, the provider of his own family. And maybe he marries somebody who, like, has the desire to work and whatever else, which is great. And that's something that they'll have to figure out, whatever. But just the thought of, like, raising somebody to... Uh, have good, like, work ethic. I don't... I don't have that. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to teach somebody else to have that. Um, I think you have that, which I take comfort in. So, just, like... I don't know. Be a good person. Honest. Hmm. Um, obviously, I would love for him to be strong in the gospel. But I think... I feel like that's something that he's ultimately going to decide for himself. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, if he's a good person, I think that's kind of my biggest goal. Yeah. I just don't want to raise a dirt bag. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm always scared of that too. And that's why I think the biggest thing I want him to learn is just personal accountability. Okay. I think a lot of what goes on in the world today, you know, like with everything that happened with Breonna Taylor and with the police and the decision that came down off the grand jury, it was presented with evidence that not a lot of people knew about. And I think there are still things that maybe we aren't sure about, but I think one of the hard parts is just taking accountability for how you view everything in the world. And taking it on yourself and not trying to blame other people for it. And, like, with that story in particular, I think the the thing that I've kind of come to the conclusion on for me and what I'm trying to work on and the accountability I'm trying to take is that I really have no clue what it's like to be black or what it's like to be a police officer in this country. And I have no clue what it's like to be a judge that has to make hard decisions Mm-hmm. Or I've never even been on a jury. Like, I have no idea what it's like to be there and be presented with evidence that you have to look at 100% objectively and try right. to come up with, like, the best possible outcome that's going to lead to peace. And I do say peace because I feel like that's the goal that we should be striving toward. And that's something that I really want our son to learn is how to be a peacemaker through personal accountability. And I think it does start with just doing, like, I think my first reaction when something goes wrong is to kind of run and hide or try my best not to voice something when I need help or whatever. Yeah. When really the only way through things is exactly that, to take accountability and to go through it, that you go through a process, you don't run and hide from it, but you fess up when you mess up and you try your best to just be a little better every single day. And that's the glory of it. Whether or not he chooses to stay in the gospel or whatever else, I just want him to own up to the choices he makes and to really learn that you can establish peace (laughs) through doing that. And even though I think it's really hard to change a world or to change, like with this whole thing, to change racism or to change even the way we view policing or like ways that we can make police officers' lives safer... I think that's something that's so hard to believe is that a lot of it just comes down to people taking accountability for themselves, not trying to blame society for it, not trying to blame their family situation, even though that's a big part of what shapes them. Mm-hmm. But at such a point, the only people that can break the cycle are individuals stepping up for themselves to do it. And as hard as that is and everything, it's... Yeah, it's there. Resources are available. (laughs) We literally live in a free country, and it is hard. Like like I said, I don't know what it's like to be black or to be a black or a police officer. But ultimately, when people take accountability for themselves and really work hard for that, society will be impacted in ways that are unimaginable, and I think true peace will come. I don't know. Really long-winded way of just saying I want our son to be a peacemaker and to learn personal accountability. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to teach him that. Oh, I... <laughs> I, don't. I think that you... The I think worst? it just comes back to, like, being an honest person, though, right? Like... Yeah. 
taking accountability, but I think that a lot goes into that, like, a huge thing that we do learn in school with what we studied was self-deception. Yeah. Which is the opposite of self-accountability, is that what you called it? Yeah, personal accountability. Personal accountability. So, but I feel like that's something we can teach him. Like, I know when I know how to recognize self-deception in myself. Yeah. And so if to get we, out of the box. To get out of the box. <laughs> yep. So if we could teach him like that and then just I don't know. I think that might lead to it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's really easy to go into this having all these like ideals and whatever, how we want the outcome to be, but I've never been a parent before. I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't either, but I am sure glad that I get to figure it out with you because I really wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. And I know that's cheesy or cliche, but... It's so cliche. Just and real, kidding. Real I'm easy to say because ultimately we're in this thing together now. <laughs> so yeah. there's that, but I am really excited for it. And I know that uh, we're going to make a lot of mistakes in this kid probably gonna need a lot of therapy yeah we'll start taking donations for his future therapy (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah I think just giving him tools to be like a functioning human because he is gonna experience things from us Mm -hmm. that aren't gonna help him you know like we have our own issues yeah that he's going to see and experience. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's how he's going to view the world, and that's how he's going to express his own things, you know? So... Yeah. I think just, I don't know, getting to the point even if we need it to just say, like, we don't have the tools, and then find somebody who does have the tools... To give to him. I don't know. I think I'm just going into this parenting thing trying to be really flexible and realizing that (laughs) I really don't have hardly any of the answers. There are a few things that I feel pretty confident in, but a lot of, like, 99% of the stuff I'm... (laughs) I'm going to be winging it, and that's fine, too. (laughs) Oh, we're going to be winging it together, so... Us and his future therapist. (laughs) (laughs) They probably won't be winging it. Anyway, (laughs) um, so do you have any questions you want to ask me? No, I didn't realize that I we were even doing this tonight. (laughs) Well... I had zero time to think about it. We didn't release an episode last week because laziness. And this week I figured we really needed to. Um... My parting thought, I'm just excited to be a parent. I'm glad we were able to have this pillow talk. And, yeah, I guess good night. I love you. (laughs) I was just going to sing a pillow talk song (laughs) that I was going to make up. but (laughs) Let's hear it. I don't have it. Okay. You want to end this so badly right now? Yeah, just say good night. I love you. (laughs) I can't. 
Okay, love you. Good night. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> You're making me laugh too hard. <laughs>